Welcome to the Beyond Measure podcast, where we push the boundaries of insights, innovation, and business strategy, and also indulge our curiosity about human understanding. Today, we'll be talking to improv performer and teacher, Jane Fisher, about one of the seven habits of highly insightful people. This week's habit is all about humor and how exaggeration, unexpected connections, and embracing the power of silly can lead to terrific insight discoveries and more inspiring and compelling ways to express those insights to others. Stay tuned and expect to laugh along the way. My name is Jane, and I think of myself as insightful because I am curious, connection maker, and I believe in the power of the silly. Welcome to the Seven Habits of Highly Insightful People, the podcast that explores fresh perspectives on insights, one muse at a time. I'm Sherry. And I'm Corey. And we are really beyond excited for today's guest. We have Jane Fisher with us today. Let me tell you a little bit about Jane. From an early age, Jane has been drawn to three things, a love of humor and performing, imagination and ideas, and the desire to help others. Her professional career has largely focused on the helping others aspect. She has over two decades of experience and leadership in health education and human services with the past 13 years in higher education settings, working with peer educators and student-based services. In 2002, Jane co-founded the Unexpected Guest Improv Comedy Group in Jamestown, New York, where she performed for 15 years. Since August 2018, she's been a performer with Comedy Sports Buffalo. In her early years of improv, Jane recognized the value of taking the skill set and the mindset of improv off the stage and onto other aspects of work and life. In response, she created her business, Improv Connections, and completed graduate studies in creativity and change leadership to expand on this work. She also taught improv comedy workshops for the 2018 Lucille Ball Comedy Festival hosted by the National Comedy Center. She's taught at the Struthers Library Theater in Warren, Pennsylvania, and at Camp Summer Stars for the Performing Arts in Gill, Massachusetts. Jane received a BA in Sociology from Ithaca College, a Master's in Health, Arts, and Sciences from Goddard College, and a Graduate Certificate of Advanced Study in Creativity and Change Leadership from SUNY Buffalo State. She holds many, many cool certifications, including one as a Laffa Yoga Leader. We will certainly need to ask about that. Welcome, welcome, Jane Fisher. Hi. Hello. That's the story of my life. Yeah. Did it sound familiar? It did. <laughs> That's good. I want to know what's going to happen next. <laughs> we'll read that to you later. It's coming. Yes, yes. The the uh, future bio, indeed. All right, Jane. So we invited you here today because you personify one of the muses of our seven habits of highly insightful people. Each of the habits has a muse. You are, we suspect, the humorist. What? And... <laughs> <laughs> Take a moment to process that. Yeah, right. I didn't expect to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you are. <laughs> but when we coach teams about being insightful, the humorist muse has this message. Sometimes you need to exaggerate to make the point. You need to exaggerate to get the insight across, to get people to receive it, to hear it. So we believe you have that skill. But what do you think this muse of the humorist can 
teach people about finding and expressing insights? I think one of the great things about humor and one of the, the core elements is humor at its core is about connecting. And it can be a connecting in different ways. It could be connecting two previously unrelated ideas or concepts or items or words, whatever that is, two previously unconnected nouns um, together and t- to create this new thing. It can uh, connect to unexpected things, uh, a little bit different, a step up from different, to unexpected things um, that not only don't go together, but you don't even think are in the same realm. Uh, it also can connect people with each other because that, that air of when you are engaging in humor, there's a levity. You're letting down that sort of barrier um, and, and allowing a space for vulnerability and allowing space for wonder and I might and what if um, to happen. And when you let down that barrier, connections can jump over and play with each other on the other side of the yard. And um, so humor allows people to connect with each other. And so, and then also connecting new ways. And so now you have this new thing and that might have a new thing and that might have a new thing. So you now have this sort of snake of, of connections. And so I think that insight of, of humor, the first step is to, bring down the guard and allow yourself and allow each other and create that space for that imagination, but create connections. Um, the, what if the, what, what might, and humor isn't correct. There's no correct in humor. It's all correct. It's a yes. And it's maybe this is true. And if this is true, what else might be true? Mm-hmm. So I think that to look, to use humor as a means to look for insights, you it's really about suspending belief suspending judgment, allowing connections to take place, and not judging the quote-unquote answer. Um, it's just a play space. It's really yeah. hearkening back to childhood when, you know, when if somebody said the floor was lava, that floor was lava, <laughs> and you all believed it. I want to play with this idea of connection for just a second, because when we teach people about these habits, often we we, we encourage them to practice them in their everyday life. And then you might unintentionally get better at something in your professional life. And, and connection is absolutely part of that discussion because often in, in market research, we're dealing with massive sets of data. Well, how do you get an insight out of all that data? And, and some of the habits, humor and exaggeration included, strengthen that muscle, that, that neural pathway of, of finding patterns, finding connections that will help to express that insight. Yes. All right. I've accurately reflected what you just said. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you for the validation. That's always and much good. more succinctly. <laughs> well, I don't know. I've never been accused of being succinct. Uh, so we love, Sherry and I love comedians as, as sources of insights. We use comedy clips in our presentations because comedians traffic in and the currency of insights almost exclusively. They are all highly insightful people, uh, none more so than, than Seinfeld in, in our eyes. And one of the connections that I've seen him make when he's interviewed is to say he thinks of something that bothers him and then he says it on stage to find out if it bothers anybody else. 
So he knows it's true for him. He wants to know if it connects with other people. And the way he knows is if they laugh at the joke. And then he builds on it and adds a layer and adds a layer and adds a layer. So I want to know, in all of your years of experience, who continues to be a highly insightful comedian for you? Oh, I think Seinfeld is, is right up there. Top of the heap, yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, and we could spend an hour here just going back and forth on Seinfeld quotes, too. By the way, it's Summer of George. Um, and so we, uh, Seinfeld, really, there's a lot of, in the improv community, there's there's a pocket of reverence for that because yeah. the, the plot and the, the structure of the show, of the television show, is really akin to the Herald in, um, in improv. There's a lot of uh, comparison between those two where it's just a sets this tone and what else might happen and what else might happen and then connecting all these characters and plots at the end. And so I have great interest and affinity for, for him and for that particular, for the show and also for his, his comedy, the, the did you ever notice? I think the did you ever notice is, is a great, yeah. great setup. Um, Jim Gaffigan's another great one at that, the, okay. to, to play with, to take the, um, the common and, and, up the absurdity level, sure. Uh, I think is great. Kathleen Madigan is another one who I really enjoy. I also enjoy her delivery, mm -hmm. um, and so she's another one who I, I find very interesting. We work in the world of business, of innovators, of marketers, of people that are research market research professionals. This is kind of our world and our client partners that we work with and what we do. What advice, and this is specifically because, as you said, you don't live in that world. What advice would you give that group of people, people innovating? Let's just talk about people innovating, new products and services. With the hat of that muse on, what advice would you give them? I would remind them that I'm going to make an assumption here that the products they're designing or delivering are going to be used by humans? <laughs> I'm thinking, or an animal that lives with a human, I'm thinking that a human is likely involved in the end game scenario. That would be a safe, safe fairly safe. Would you, would you agree that's at least 99% of our... Or the purchase decision, yes, of course, right? Yeah, yes. On behalf of a dog or a cat, sure, you got it. Humans right. are involved, humans. yeah. All right, we'll start with humans. Yeah, okay. You're, now you're talking to humans. You've got the mic. <laughs> so... I would remind them that a human connection in that approach to the design, the delivery, the uh, marketing, whatever that is, in order to hit that desired goal of here, take my widget, that to make that human connection, humor is a great way to fast track that, that human connection. To go into the mind of another human and imagine uh, wonder what that person wants, feels, doesn't like, what what piques their interest, what makes them angry, what makes them sad, what makes them laugh, what they that person is going to experience, you can experience. Humor is a great way. Mimicry is a is a one of the tools in clowning and pantomime, one of the the tools of humor and comedy. And isn't that a way to sort of mimic even mentally what your what your and person, human, wants. And so to have that, to allow yourself to get in that mindset of what if, there's a playfulness involved because it's let's pretend and imagination and what if 
that's akin to silly, um, but it involves some humor because humor humans don't come with user manuals. One tool, one here's a suggestion, one tool, if you don't want to call it a game in your workspace, don't call it a game, call it a, a work-based exercise <laughs> or whatever you want to call it to make it... <laughs> A W-B-E. Something like We like acronyms. Appropriate yeah. font. And, and if you want to put it in a three-ring binder or, you know, for effect to make it legitimate, go for it. But at the core, there is a an improv exercise that I will often use w- with teams. Uh, but I, we also use it to play as well in non-work situations just for play's sake called uh, World's Worst. And you simply take the world's worst, uh, let's see, the world's worst dentist. And you step up and you you do or say something that would happen at or would be done or said by the world's worst dentist. And you get that world's worst, that exaggeration that you're talking about, and then flip it. And there's your ideal or your close to ideal. So there are games that you can play to play with that exaggeration in order to find the nugget of goodness. So therefore it is, has ROI. Um, so other, <laughs> you know, the language nice. <laughs> you're bilingual, but really it's uh, it's so exercises like that to do world's worst um, is, is a great way um, to hit that. Jay, there's one more thing we would like to do before we go today is we've talked a lot about insights and, you know, one of the, um, mining tools for insights is that its simplest form is a good question. And Corey, over the years, has created and curated some pretty insight-provoking questions that he has now (laughs) gathered together in this treasure trove on his clipboard over there. Yes. Yes, yeah, so for you, Jane, I think we're gonna hit, we're gonna hit you up with a couple of them. Yeah, we're uh, gonna, we went to a speed round here. Yeah, yeah. So, but a lightning rounds. Here we go. A few of them have the word Jane next to them. You ready? How do you like your eggs, and what does that say about you? I like them scrambled, just like my brain. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Flat or sparkling? Ooh. Uh, Either, but there has to be essence of fruit. Oh, the essence of fruit. If this podcast was sponsored, I'll bet we could do a plug right there. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, Let's see. I got a couple more here. What's the blue collar job you would most like to have? Oh, I like to to make stuff. I'm terrible at it, but I like doing it. Uh, So I would like to, to... Build things and fix things. Sort of Jane of all trades. That's what I would like to do. Hire me right now because I'd probably, whatever I built would fall. But I'd have fun doing it. All right. And finally, what is the last place you went for the first time? Ooh. uh, I went to a little spot on the Finger Lakes uh, last week for the first time. And how was that? It was neat. It was what I liked about it was it was uh, the community and how they were building things up to create a, a lovely little space for for the tourists. And 
I did have an insight. I forgot. It was interesting because we went down by the lakeside and in came some mallards thinking like, oh, people feed us often here. And we were like, yeah, but not us. And so after we had a conversation with the mallards, there were three pair and three female ducks went off that way and the three male ducks went off that way. And I was the only one having a conversation with myself. I don't think the other people were interested. But I was like, okay, so those three, the three females went that way. So are they like ashamed of the the fact that the males didn't get, are they going to plot separately? Or are they going, is the male duck, the mallards have a different strategy and the females have a different strategy. Now they're going off separately to see who comes back with the most cracker snacks. I want to know what happened and why they came in three pairs, but they left in two groups, according to female and male. I still don't know the answer to that. I've lost a little sleep over it. Yeah. I see a trip back to the Finger Lakes for you, Jane. So that's it. That, yeah. that was my day of uh, trying to figure out mallard behavior on a beautiful lake. Yeah. Wow. So, Jane, again, thank you so much for this conversation today. We have a little bit of a challenge. Yeah. Corey and I have not figured out how to end this podcast uh, you know, we SNL, like how Dennis Miller used to end Weekend Update with, that's the news and I'm out of here. Or Ron Burgundy, stay classy, San Diego. We don't have that in yet. We got nothing. We need your help. What do you think? What should it be? And with that, the end is in sight. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and scene. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Say that with the, the vocal stylings of your choice. Yes. Okay, repeat it again because I want to make sure we get it for the next time. I feel that we've recorded it. With that, the end is in sight. Yes. <laughs> Matting glasses removed. <laughs> you do it. And with that, the end is in sight. Hmm. All right, that's a good take. We'll try it. We'll- and... Okay. Sherry Stern. And that. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Repeat, repeat. Say it again. And with that, the end is in sight. And then with that, the end is in sight. All right, Jane. Nice. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode. We like to close each week by inviting you to reflect on what was just shared. In other words, as you file it away in your brain, how are you going to tag it? If you were to search your brain later, how would you find this podcast? Finish the sentence with a reflection, something that made you say, that is so true. Here's the sentence. That was the podcast where they talked all about blank. Take a brief pause of reflection time starting now. This has been an installment of Beyond Measure, a Burke Incorporated production.